Hi, welcome to Aircode Coffee. Hi, welcome. Um, yeah, we've been uh, messing with our <laughs> with our audio equipment again. Yeah, just don't don't mind the audio. And uh, well, we're still perfecting it. Is it perfecting though? I mean, we're still just fucking around trying to yeah do do things. Like, didn't you did you said like it takes up to a hundred episodes to become an uh, an okay yeah I guess podcaster <laughs> I, I, yeah sure so we're only at like one fifth I know a bit but past one fifth. Also, one of the problems is we are both not really like audio engineers or whatever. You don't need to be. Well, it, I mean, it helps if you know what you, what the fuck you're doing. What we know what we're doing. <laughs> sure. I mean, the, the issues we're having is not with the audio itself. Every every web developer knows what he's doing, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> he got me there. Yeah, there we go. But I, I still mean, like, if if we only had the right equipment, is it is it though? We could actually record this with a can and a, <laughs> a string. <laughs> No, but that's the thing. The, the hardware-wise, we are r- perfect right now, I think. Yeah, we're pretty much there. Yeah, it's just the software is still just annoying. Still dealing with audition, still dealing yeah. with crashes, still dealing with... I mean, even right now, while it's recording. Yeah, I can hear the fan, actually. Can you hear the fan? Uh, it, it, it's it's literally like every second it, it almost crashes. Wow. It's a it's a miracle we've been, and it's not like I have a a terrible laptop or whatever. I mean, it's a a maximum spec'd out MacBook Pro from 2016, the end of 2016, so the first Touch Bar version, whatever. Yeah, but it should be fine. I mean, I can I can edit video and whatever. There's no problem. Mm-hmm. But Audition is just a, a killer for some fucking reason. Yeah, it's not a well. We don't. You know, we don't, we don't uh, condone this software. Yeah, we don't condone any Adobe software. <laughs> Just uh, yeah, it, it's not the best. No, lately. So uh, yeah, I mean, if we've been thinking about getting Logic Pro, that's from Apple itself, so that's better optimized. It's just expensive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's well. But if you look at paying eighty euros a month for software you don't even use, don't want to use. You don't yeah. want to use, yeah. I mean, 80 euros, it's insane. I mean, in three, in almost in three uh, months, you yeah. get your money's worth. Exactly. Right? But and I already paid for two months. Oh. So well. I already lost 160 euros. Yeah. Well, the, the software that's from Apple is uh, 220 euros. So I'm already yeah. almost. <laughs> like in three months, you'll get your money's worth. Yeah. And so it's yeah. yeah I don't know. If you keep going, mm-hmm. if you keep recording for more than three months, we already earned it back. Isn't that the plan? Yeah, I guess. But another thing is, uh, does like what's the update procedure of Logic? Like, if oh, you're paying for the version right now? Yeah, um, I think it's always been that if you uh, if there's a new version coming out of Logic, yeah. it, you always get it free. So oh really? Yeah. So you you pay once. Yeah, and then you get all the future updates. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's a good deal. It is. I mean, especially since like Logic yeah. is is used in professional mm-hmm. audio studios around the world. So yeah, I've never actually heard of Audition being used. <laughs> yeah, me neither. So that's also probably yeah. Well, a, a, a nice reason. <laughs> I've only seen people use that in live stuff. Actually, uh-huh. like when they use it as a 
a filter system. So they have live inputs, live outputs mm-hmm. to like, a, 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 I don't know, like if you're casting or, or Twitch. Yeah. Then I, I think Audition has nice, I don't know, m- maybe I'm just biased because I haven't tried Logic yet. Yeah. But I, what I'm pretty sure about is that it can do that stuff pretty easily. But on the other hand, I mean, who's going to do that? I mean, if you're going to set up a whole podcasting uh, yeah. uh, like channel or something, mm. why would you not just buy something that works perfect? Yeah. Or like the best software there is. Well, that's also kind of the thing, right? I mean, you can, right now I'm recording with software, but you also yeah. have just hardware recorders. Mm. that are used a lot for podcasts because it's more mobile. You can just yeah. put that thing down, plug in two microphones and record, and that's it. Okay. And then you just have like two tracks yeah. you can import in your software. But um, mm. I mean, it also works. It's just, I, I don't know why while recording, it's having such a hard time. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, a, as I said, the the graph renderer. Yeah. Like the amount of pixels it has to draw, it's probably not optimized for yeah, but again, GPU I, rendering. I don't get it because I don't I don't even want that thing to be, you know, I don't care about a nice looking graph. Can you turn it off? I, 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 I can't find it. I don't know how I can turn it off. Can you just remove the toolbar or something or that panel? <sighs> I mean, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> let's not mess up our recording right now. Yeah, that's probably better. Um, And well, we should probably talk about something uh, more fun, yeah. more relevant. Yeah, fun. Is it fun? Fun, 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 fun. Fun facts. Beep-beep-beep-beep-boop. No. Fun facts. Yeah. I wanted to say, like, yes. I wanted to talk about what skills a beginner needs what, nowadays. What kills a beginner? What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, but uh, yeah, what what um, what skills do beginner need? Yeah, what do you have to have in store to you know actually be able to find a job or get yeah. hired? Uh-huh. And if you're a beginner, what are you gonna have to focus on in the ne- upcoming few months, maybe up to a year, yeah. to get your skills up to a level where you can get hired? So in this case, we just assume that you have no experience at all. Well, maybe so, maybe like you just came out of college. With a okay, but basic like IT degree. Okay, so you so you, 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 know, you know how computers work, kind yeah. of, and okay. I mean, if you don't, you're probably in the wrong area. I mean, there you, are, can, you can still get get a good job. Yeah, and exactly. You can still find a job, but you'll probably have to, you know, invest a bit more time. Yeah, you probably have to, uh, you know, learn or educate yourself a bit. Yeah, I think knowing the basics, which the basics of the basics is how a system works like how a browser works what level like what position it has in like the stack of software and hardware uh in your computer like what does what does a browser do compared to what an operating system does Mm -hmm. Uh, what does the operating system do compared to what software does yeah if you know all those differences like like the intricacies of uh how a system hardware wise works Mm -hmm. and software wise also if you, if you know those steps or or, or stacks of things, yeah. then you actually know a bit how to interact with them. Sure. And it's still different than writing yeah. software or websites yeah. though. But you can see it separately. I, I, I agree. Yeah. It's just, I think, to really know what you're doing, if you're talking about like, yeah, this is bad for the memory, mm-hmm. 
what does that mean? Like when somebody says this is not a good idea because it takes up more memory, why is it not a good idea? Yeah. You know, you need to know a bit of like computer science basics. Yeah, sure. And if you don't know any of those things, you're probably not gonna get taken seriously. Mm. Uh, that, that's what like unless you know I mean, it's okay, but it helps yeah. a lot though. Yeah, exactly. Like to to have a base to develop yourself on. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I know that memory does this in a computer. Yeah. Uh, I know that uh, my operating system does this part, but my browser can do this. Yeah. So all those things combined can create something, you know, you can create a website that does this and that. If, if you can visualize it and uh, place everything in its respective spot, yeah. then you actually have a very big like step ahead, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, sure. Uh, if, you're, if you're at least uh, developing, not if you're designing, that's a different kind of aspect. Design can also be very intricate, but in a different way. You might not have to deal with, you know, memory uh, problems or something like yeah. using arrays or something. Something that's very technical is not very important, I think, during design. Um, you do want to know the limitations, so yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, it helps, yeah. but it's not a requirement. Yeah, I feel like if you're gonna be a developer, as in you're gonna write code, yeah, I would want my, like, if I would hire someone, I would want him to know exactly what, for example, a GPU, what a GPU does, what a CPU does, what memory uh, serves yeah. in the system. So I think, so what I'm trying to get at is actually, you should probably know a bit of computer science basics. Yeah, Th That's like, Something that would help you along the way. Yeah, you don't you don't need to know how to build a computer or something. No. But um, I mean, more is always better, of course. Yeah, uh, at least I think you would be able to. When you make a decision, you would know on every level how it would impact. Yeah. Uh, your system. Uh, and even I mean, even professional uh, web developers right now forget yeah. that sometimes yeah. that there are limitations to systems. A lot mm -hmm. of times they just build, you know, yeah. and don't really think about the impact or performance it might have. Yeah, and it, it's kind of a mindset, like it works on my PC. Yeah, that's always been. <laughs> like that's that's been really relevant lately, I feel yeah. like. Well, uh, for a while though. But, yeah. Um, yeah you, you, I, I get a lot of emails or calls and then it's like, hey, something doesn't work on my computer. And yeah. it's really easy to tell them that, well, it works for me, so, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, so knowing all the loose ends and all the different parts of a system and what can actually be only uh, applied to your system yeah. in your specific case. Mm. Knowing all uh, all those differences is really relevant. Mm, yeah, I feel like if you have that basic knowledge, you'll get a lot further. Yeah, You'll have also, you'll make well, more. You'll, you'll have an easier time. Yeah. You, I mean, you, you'll learn quicker and uh, it, it makes more sense mm -hmm. instead of trying to cram something in your mind and mm -hmm. try to not think about the logic behind it. It's, I don't know. Yeah, so th that's one thing. I think computer science basics is probably a must if you're a developer, if yeah. you're going to be a designer. Again, you don't yeah. need you don't need a lot of knowledge in that you know area, mm -hmm. but it's uh, mm -hmm. it's nice to know. Yeah. Um, so, but th what, what do you think as a designer? Is there a base kind of knowledge base you you need? Um, I mean, there are a lot of things that might 
you know, you, you kind of need the, mm-hmm. the logic in your mind that uh, certain colors work or don't work mm-hmm. and what kind of, you know, feel, feeling certain colors. Yeah, color theory. Create. Um, there's a nice book from, oh, fuck, what is his name again? Uh, I don't know. But um, we can edit this later. Yeah, we'll we'll edit later. But um, there there are a lot of books about um, uh, web design for beginners and also mm-hmm. web design for um, uh, w- with colors and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I think it. Yeah, it's it's called, his name is Mark Bolton or something. Not Michael Bolton, right? No, it's Mark. <laughs> is Mark Bolton? What? Let me just quickly. Wow, live googling, boys. Yeah, we we we're doing it. We're failing at it. Yeah. <laughs> You probably didn't find it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> As I said, we can we can uh, you know insert name here. <laughs> oh yeah, I found it. Yeah, you did. Yeah, it's it's Mark Bolton with B O U L T O N. Bolton. Bolton. Mark Mike Mike Bolton. But um yeah he he wrote a book um for five simple steps. That's a pretty uh, famous publisher. I think they are. <laughs> They they don't uh, exist anymore though. Oh, but um, he wrote a book called "Designing for the Web" on the web. Okay, I think it's something like that. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's designing for the web. It's a, a practical guide to designing for the web, and um, there are a lot of you know nice basics in there. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So again, m- coloring, uh, letter spacing, um, uh, yes, yeah, co- color hey, wheels. It's actually a free book. Oh, is it now? Yeah, it's oh, well. designingfortheweb.co.uk. Well, they, again, they, uh, how do you call it? They went bankrupt, so. Um, oh, that's bad. <laughs> that's probably why it's free right now. But uh, if, if you can get a physical copy, that's also nice. The, bo- the book yeah. is really pretty, though, and um, nice printing. But uh, again, it's probably hard to find right now. But mm-hmm. um, they, he introduces a lot of nice basic things that uh, uh, any starting web designer should kind of know or mm-hmm. at least, you know, get. So, uh, yeah, th- that's a nice start. So, yeah, color theory, uh, like lettering and Wh- White space uh, fonts. Um, yeah. Yeah. So and also, I mean, you kind of need to know why and how a user is using a website. Okay, so I, w- I would actually think of that separately because color theory and print, yeah, like, uh, lettering and stuff, is like print design, um, like graphical design. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, even if you design just a website, yeah. you you kind of need to know why certain colors work or don't work. You know, mm-hmm. you 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 can't put a purple text on a yellow. Background. You can't. Well, you can, but it looks <laughs> terrible. Well, it depends on the contrast and the oh, hue with, and, and the again, brightness. That, that's just yeah. one example. So, um, yeah, but but so you also said you you want to know how a user is going to use the yeah. website. So the experience or yeah, the UX, the interactiveness, oh. <laughs> yeah. right? Um, is that separate from graphical, um, like the visual aspect? I I think it's integrated. But um, if you want to learn in steps, I guess, mm-hmm. you can split it into two parts. Mm-hmm. So you, you try to focus on the design part and then you try to find out the user experience or the user um, interface part. Okay. Hmm. Because, I mean, how can you design a website without knowing how a user is going to use a website or oh. how, how, you know, why does Facebook use a certain type of button or why is mm-hmm. this positioned in a lot of websites in yeah. a certain way. It's kind of ni- nice to know why certain things are already like a staple in web design yeah. right now. 
Yeah, I would actually like if I would imagine myself creating a website from scratch. Mm. Um, so maybe this is the next step is I would use HTML for the base uh, of my website. Yeah, I think that's something that a lot of people will start with. Yeah, HTML is a nice way to start. And if you create elements in HTML, they won't have the same <laughs> design yeah. and style as you would wish. Mm. Uh, a lot of websites have their own custom UI and UX elements designed and uh, interactivity even, yeah. how they interact with them. For example, I don't know, um, a, a calendar, how a calendar pops up. And there are native elements for that, yeah. uh, for those things. Like calendars, there are native elements for those, but I feel like a lot of companies had to make up their own design mm. because for a while, web, well, web uh, browsers, they didn't create their uh, calendars in a specific way. All of them had their own um, interpretation of a calendar. Yeah, and, and some were ugly or messy or yeah. it didn't fit in design. But um, I want to take a quick break right now. And, uh, we'll continue talking about uh, HTML and stuff. Yes. Yes. All right, and welcome back to Aircode Coffee. Mm -hmm. Just a quick recap. Uh, so, as a developer, you want to have a base of, you know, computer science basics. Mm -hmm. And as a designer, you at least want to have you know, a bit of graphic design theories and and uh, practical rules. Yeah. Um, and we're talk we were talking about. Uh, getting to know how to use a website itself, like the user experience. Yeah. And uh, th that might be a bit intertwined, you know, graphic design and UX. Mm -hmm. um, but to actually understand how a website works, you would need another few things. Yeah. You would need HTML. And HTML is used to create the elements of your website, mm -hmm. to, to create the scaffold. The, the layout. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, well, layout. So that's the thing, like CSS yeah. is I mean, the next step. Yeah, 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 sure. In my opinion. It's um, it's always a fine line, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you're always trying to find, to create a layout with just the HTML mm -hmm. elements, and then you try to, you know, put certain elements next to each yeah. other, and that's the next step in with CSS. Okay. Yeah, in my, in my mind, I always thought HTML is like uh, placing your ingredients mm -hmm. on the kitchen, kitchen, uh, Table. Uh, table. Yeah. Or like, what do you call counter. it? The counter, yeah. yeah. Um, CSS is actually placing them in a way that it looks nice or like you're preparing your dish. Yeah. So, I don't know, is layout part of placing well, the ingredients on the be counter? Well, because you can already kind of create a layout with just HTML though. But that will be following the flow of regular elements, right? Yeah. So for example, a paragraph, if you wouldn't use CSS, it will always have its own row. Yeah. Uh, an image will be inlined. Mm. Um, I don't know, a diff will always be yeah, a but, block but, element, so, so they'll but, be but underneath again, each other. You, you can still yeah. create a website if you want with just mm -hmm. HTML. Yeah. It's pretty bare, bare bones <laughs> and it doesn't look uh, nice. Yeah. It, it is a way, um, so it kind of, I mean, both decide the layout. It's a combination of two that, that create a, a website. That reminds me of uh, the best mother effing website. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, well, there's, what do you call it? Uh, there's a few 
um, like revisions of the best website. Uh-huh. And it started with like the basic, without any CSS, I believe, mm. just using HTML and stuff. And it's kind of a joke because it, uh, I think it was like made in 2015 or 16 mm. as a comment yeah. uh, on web in that time is everything was overdeveloped, overdeveloped, overdesigned. And um, even respon- like responsiveness was uh, pretty tough in that time. And a lot of people would break their website trying to make it responsive. Yeah. The joke was, if you just use HTML, you will actually get a very good responsive base <laughs> for mean, your website. Sure, in, in some kind of way, it's already responsive yeah. with just HTML, yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if you add CSS, you will have to, you know, reinterpret an an element yeah. to well, make it responsive. It's also especially with, um, if you add a, a width to mm-hmm. elements, that's when you get in, into, you know, problems with, uh, with responsive. Yeah. It, it, normally, a lot of elements are just 100% white. Mm-hmm. So as soon and they as, would wrap. Yeah, so as soon as you scale down your website, it will still be 100%, and then yeah. it will try to wrap the the text or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, as soon as you add like percentages to those divs, for example, yeah. so suddenly that 100% div is 25% white, mm-hmm. and you try to scale down or you look at your yeah. mobile, it's too small, so yep. you have to adjust that width again. Okay. So... That makes sense. Yeah, so CSS is for placing your HTML elements in a specific way that's not the usual way. Yeah. But it, it can make your page feel and flow better. Yeah, sure. Um, and to add responsiveness, well, that's a, maybe a different <laughs> different topic for now. Yeah. But so HTML, CSS, JavaScript, mm. where, where do you think that belongs? What do you mean? Like, is it... Do you need to know JavaScript mm. as a web developer, I mean, web designer? It, it depends on what your level is, yeah, and it depends on what you want your level to be. Okay. So if you're a beginner, you should probably start with just HTML and CSS. Okay. And uh, as soon as you have kind of like a, a grasp on how th- that works together, mm-hmm. um, you can add JavaScript. But um, it's funny. The, the first time when I started using JavaScript, mm-hmm. I was in you know I had a I was in college, I guess, okay. special education for web development and design. Wow. And um, if you start with JavaScript, or at least for me, and I know a lot of other people also had a problem, is how do you start mm-hmm. with JavaScript? Because with HTML and CSS, it's kind of, you know, there's always a, a basic you can create and you can add. But for some reason, the logic of JavaScript was just missing. So mm-hmm. I have a button here and I want something to do with the button. Yeah. How do you how do you start? What what, yeah. what do you need to do to in, add interaction to that button? Yeah. And you kind of have to learn that, hey, there's a button in your HTML. You want to do something with it yeah. in JavaScript. So you have to target it first. Mm-hmm. So you tell the JavaScript, this button is going to do something. And yep. then you have to do interactions with it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, for me and, and other you know, people in my class, they, they were all, they didn't get the logic behind okay. how to approach. <laughs> yeah, it's a different uh, way of thinking maybe. Yeah. Um, nowadays, it's pretty easy. It, uh, it's also, sorry, it's also because yeah. like in HTML, if you add a button, it already has some kind of default interaction. Yeah. yeah, it already is a button. It already clicks. It already does something mm-hmm. if you want to, you know. 
Well, and, I mean, it does course, nothing until you put it in a form. If you put it in a form, exactly. But with JavaScript, you're not, you can't, you don't just add an element to a page mm-hmm. and it does something. You have to tell yeah, this you have element. To define the behavior. Yeah, you have to define the behavior and have to define wh- what element is mm-hmm. supposed to do yeah. a certain thing. So, yeah, it's a different like. If you're just using HTML and CSS, you can get very far actually nowadays. Yeah. Uh, CSS animations, CSS selectors, pseudo selectors. Mm. And you can uh, kind of hack um, toggling yep. with a checkbox or whatever. Yeah, like uh, those menus they, they're doing with checkboxes nowadays. Yeah, like, You can get very far with basic interactivity. Yeah, so if you have like a, a page or whatever with, with uh, tabs, mm-hmm. You can tap between those with checkboxes instead of JavaScript. Yeah, that's already. I mean, it's kind of hacky, but yeah, it, it might actually be better in some cases because hey, it less, uses native elements. Yeah, and j- less JavaScript is also better. Yeah, that, I I think I would agree with that. So, when do you use JavaScript then? Um, I mean, as soon as you want like exotic interaction between elements. Okay. So. Um, yeah, I mean, if you have like a default button and you want, if you click on that button that something else mm-hmm. on the page changes yeah. or whatever, then you need JavaScript because you can't get that far with CSS only. Yeah. You, you can kind of, you know, you can check if a button is clicked or, you know, active at least. And then you can change an element below that button on your page. Yeah. But as soon as you want to move up mm-hmm. the tree, you already you get stuck. Yeah. CSS can't do that. No. So you you need JavaScript or something? Yeah, it's kind of interesting because, to me, it's very clear that uh, as a web developer in 2018, mm. you 100% need JavaScript though because everybody's using frameworks. Yeah, and frameworks are based on JavaScript. Mm. Uh, one thing I notice is when did frameworks actually become a thing? Is to well, me it was when jQuery. Pe- well, no, to me it was. The reason people used jQuery in the first place was mm. uh, Ajax. If people yeah. wanted to use and multiple, yeah, it was Ajax, but also um, uh, browser support because jQuery was, I mean, mm-hmm. first and foremost, was it used to uh, normalize all the yeah to, yeah to to make sure that all JavaScript works in all browsers. Yep, yeah, like you wanted you wanted to write one type of code for all the browsers. You didn't yeah. want to check if something supported, yeah, if that so even was possible. Is this this browser? And if so, then yeah. I need to adjust my JavaScript or whatever. It's jQuery was used to yeah. normalize all that. And eventually jQuery was used just because it was you know easier, mm-hmm. as in you had to write shorter lines of code yeah. to achieve a certain thing uh, compared to just native JavaScript. Yeah, one thing that Jav- uh, jQuery did, the syntax was really com- like comfortable. To yeah, write in. Uh, I mean, uh, selecting elements was way quicker than yeah. just native uh, it JavaScript. It still is. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think I'd rather just write two more you know, blocks of text instead of adding yeah. a whole library just for mm-hmm. you know, something simple as that. So jQuery omitted in 2018-19. Don't, don't use jQuery. I mean, if you... If you have like a, um, uh, if you're a beginner, that's mm-hmm. that's a nice reason. And uh, if, if you don't want to um, spend a lot of time working on the, the JavaScript mm-hmm. and you're not experienced, just use jQuery because it's easy. And it's, I mean, it's also nice to know how it works these days. So if you are a beginner developer, I yeah. think it's it adds something to your, you know, 
a lot of stuff is still it's a tool a lot of stuff is still written in jquery and a lot of yes if you're you know introduce or start working somewhere there's probably a jquery project somewhere so it's nice yeah. to know how it works but um native javascript is just the, the, the if you know how that works you'll figure the rest out yourself easier yeah. so native javascript is uh the first step yeah if you have that under control then you try jQuery projects or something. Yeah. Like try to introduce jQuery into your toolset. Yeah, or maybe as soon as you understand native JavaScript, mm -hmm. you convert the project to jQuery and see how that works. Yeah. Just for, for fun. Yeah. But so I would say JavaScript to me is when you would use it in your project is when you're trying to create a like a lot of single page applications. Mm. When you have a complex interactivity with Pages that don't follow up, you know, the default scrolling <laughs> behavior that yep. a page does have by default. So, if, for example, you have multiple blog posts mm. and you want the blog uh, to be shown separately, but when you click on next blog, you want to load the next blog without refreshing the page, yeah. you would need to use Ajax. That already makes you, well, you're forced to use JavaScript for that. Mm. There's no native. Ajax element yeah. so far. Um, in we, that case, you could use iframes, but <laughs> still, yes, you could. It's messy. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend iframes. Yeah, please don't. That. That's something we use in the past, and not. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I feel like JavaScript is a must as a web developer. Yeah. Uh, as a designer, you have to know that, in some cases, a specific interaction you will have to use JavaScript. It's not only possible with CSS and HTML. Yeah, and it's also kind of interesting that, um, I mean, if a prototyping framework, it's called mm -hmm. Framer, okay, um, that uses code to create prototypes and frameworks, mm -hmm. but it's made for designers. So okay. it's kind of, it forces designers to use code to achieve, you know, okay. interaction. So yeah, I, I think JavaScript, JavaScript is nice to also know as a designer, mm -hmm. um, but again, HTML and CSS are the, the, the most important ones. Mm -hmm. JavaScript is just, it adds something, it's a bonus, but it's not yes. a requirement. As a web developer? As a web developer, you should know JavaScript, yes. especially in this day and age. I mean, everyone uses JavaScript, even though it's not necessary sometimes, but. Yeah, so. <laughs> and I think as soon as you finished learning JavaScript or you, mm -hmm. know, you know enough, you, you can switch to a framework. Okay. So JavaScript before frameworks. Yeah. Don't just jump into a framework no, right away. No, because if you start with a framework, you yeah. already learn some certain methods or ways that's pro they're probably wrong mm -hmm. or you know not. Yeah, I would say frameworks teach you a specific way of thinking. Mm. Uh, they force you to use, I don't know, services, controllers in a specific way that yeah. is uh, a design philosophy based on the, the framework you're using. It's not something that JavaScript does inherently. Yeah. JavaScript is like framework agnostic in that sense. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow a framework, you should see what you know what features it has and what stuff you can do with it. And maybe some some frameworks are like you could see them as tools even, a very extended tool set mm. that has a lot of parts that you can use to make a whole app in one well, yeah. with one tool usually with one tool you'll probably have extensions too yeah but um, um also if you learn a framework before you learn javascript you 
you probably have more or difficult time switching between frameworks mm -hmm. because you kind of only, you know, you learned how to build something with a framework, but you didn't learn why mm -hmm. or how underneath it all works. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you switch frameworks, you probably just try to learn from scratch and don't really transfer the knowledge you got from another framework to the new framework yeah. because it's different. Yeah. I it makes sense because uh, the frameworks have their own. Like if if you if you are new to programming, uh, to JavaScript, and you would use a framework that has a spe specific philosophy, a design principle that you follow. Yeah. If you would switch your framework, that philosophy, that flow, will probably be different. Yeah. Uh, if you set your mind at one framework, if you if you introduce yourself to the JavaScript world with a framework. You will probably, you know, kind of program yourself to see uh, any kind of JavaScript project in a specific way. Yeah. You'll start seeing uh, the philosophy, the design principles, as a must, as something you have to hold on to. And if you miss that part, you'll probably, you know, it, it, the other project, the other framework, won't click in your brain as yeah. fast. While if you start with JavaScript natively, vanilla JavaScript, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You'll probably understand the under like the principles apart. You, you'll you'll be able to tell them apart. You'll be un, uh, like understanding the the like the thought behind. Yeah, I think you're also it's easier to notice um, uh, how to call it uh, differences, but also um, stuff similarities. That, yeah, similarities between those frameworks easier if you already learned the basics of JavaScript mm -hmm. because you kind of you know. Oh, they write, wrote it this way instead mm -hmm. of that way, and yeah. but it still works. This is kind of the same, and then, yep. you know, I think that's easier than just trying to learn something and not comprehending how you know. Yeah, how the basics. It, work. It's like you you try to learn a new language, and instead of learning how letters are used or whatever or numbers, mm -hmm. you immediately start learning words. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's nice that you know certain words mm -hmm. and you you probably you know can speak properly but if you don't know how to pronounce letters or something you you kind of miss the whole basic and yeah. as soon as some a new word comes up for example you just learn the word instead of yep. you know it makes sense to you that these letters are used so this mm -hmm. is the word that is created yeah. yeah it makes sense that you if you would want to write your own text yeah and you know how to Imagine them. You know how to how they sound, yeah. but you don't know how to write them down. Yeah, that would yeah, that's kind of interesting. I like that comparison. Mm, so, would you say that's the standard? So, HTML, CSS, uh, JavaScript for web development. Yeah, um, is, that's like the de facto. Yeah, like skill set you I mean, would need. In this case, we assume that you're just going to be a front end developer. Um, okay. Of course, I mean, if you're going to do backend, you should probably learn something else. I mean, PHP or something. I mean, it's also yeah. nice if you know some HTML and CSS, mm -hmm. but I know a lot of backend developers who don't write or know CSS or JavaScript mm -hmm. or HTML anymore. So, yep. I mean, it's nice to know what you're going to deal with yes. because you probably have to work with front-end developers and you probably even sometimes have to adjust something in the mm -hmm. front-end yourself. But um, yeah, it's not a hard requirement. Yeah. It's it's nice to have. Okay, yeah, that's kind of uh, another world, completely. Like uh, backend developers, they do need to bridge. Like they they have a bridge somewhat. They they will need a bridge for yeah. to a front end developer. Yeah. Either themselves, they would need a skill set 
that's extensible enough to actually bridge the gap between backend and frontend, or mm. they would ha- need somebody else to, you know, uh, be a mediator. Yeah. Uh, it's also interesting that with backends, you can't say there's one like one package you at least need to know yeah. because it really depends on what kind of backend developer you want to mm-hmm. become. I mean, for backend, I don't think there's like HTML, CSS, and JavaScript as a minimum requirement. Well, for that's back- something I want to talk about too. Okay. Yeah, because uh, in backend, and I think in frontend nowadays, they have this uh, term called a stack. Yeah. And I think for backend, it depends on what kind of backend developer you want to be. There, there's like a LAMP stack. That's a classic one. It's Linux, Apache, MySQL, PHP. There's also Mean, M-E-A-N. That's uh, MongoDB, Nginx. Um, Apache again? Apache and... Or Nginx, I don't know. Uh, no, it, I, I thought, okay, let, let's look it up. Mean stack. So there's a few of these stacks, and uh, that's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, MongoDB Express... That's for the HTTP uh, uh, thingy, uh, Angular JS and Node. That's that's what? an older one. <laughs> okay, that's an yeah. older one. I've this one was really uh, popular in like 2014. Okay, uh, but nowadays there's like so many of them, hmm. and you can like there's people looking for specific stack developers. The same goes, I think, nowadays for front end developers. Uh, you would need to have at least knowledge of like I don't know MongoDB. To interact with it, I don't know uh, if the, if that like API at least. Yeah, the the API. But uh, I think the the I don't know. It, it's kind of weird yeah. because w- what most companies expect from you is that you at least know like two or three frameworks, mm-hmm. and um, I, I think that's kind of a shitty requirement to have because mm-hmm. no one. How can you know three frameworks really well? You won't be a specialist in all no. three. And, and uh, sure, you can kind of you know, do stuff if, it ha- if you have to, but you won't write proper or you know, need yeah. code. So I don't, I don't know. It's always been a weird thing. Mm-hmm. So for, for front end, there's no actual stack. Yeah. Th- there's usually like uh, tool sets like Bootstrap and React or yeah. Uh, Bootstrap and uh, Angular. Fuck or, yeah, yeah, Bootstrap yeah. is also uh, uh, a requirement that's yeah. almost everywhere. It's, uh, yeah. While Bootstrap is just... You would at least if need you, to... If you know yeah. CSS, because that's, the, I think, the main thing they use mm-hmm. Bootstrap for, it's just a grid, right? Yeah. So if you just know how um, responsiveness works and how breakpoints work and CSS, you, you don't need Bootstrap. It's probably mm-hmm. better to learn it your own instead of just using a framework for something as simple as breakpoints because yeah. it's not complex. It's just you need to figure out how to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's usually I see Bootstrap as a prototyping tool. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to write any styling, yeah, you would just slap in some Bootstrap. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's the thing. Buttons. I mean, y- you you can write a little breakpoint or grid your own in yeah. ten minutes. <laughs> it's true, but for a lot of people, that concept of breakpoints and stuff, yeah. they just imagine it as classes. <laughs> Mm. They don't think further than that, and that's a that's a wrong interpretation, in my opinion. Yeah. And I, I think you would agree that, you know, writing your own CSS from scratch, or at least creating a, a, a like um, I don't know, a framework, a CSS framework, mm. and understanding all the layers. Yeah. And also using SAS nowadays, is <laughs> probably a better idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, SAS is kind of losing 
popularity. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not losing popularity hard, but it's just yep. all those JavaScript, JavaScript frameworks are kind of pushing uh, SCSS aside. Yeah, because they have their own. Yeah, like and, uh, yeah, or they just use regular CSS. It, it's kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah. I still don't get it. Why? Well, a lot I of mean, frameworks have scoped CSS, right? Yeah, th I mean, sure. Yeah, and that's that's probably a reason why CSS, CSS is fine, but you still miss a lot of functionalities from SCSS. So why? Yeah. I mean, of course, in the new CSS, you can also use variables, for example, mm -hmm. without any builder like uh, in SCSS. Mm -hmm. So I, I get it. It's just people are complaining a lot about SCSS that it takes a lot of space and time and you know you need to build your code every time. Yeah. But are you already using you're already using a huge ass framework so yeah. why even care about a little bit of CSS? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. So client side and server side. Client side you're working with a browser. Yeah. Server side you're probably working with a well a server mm. uh, that has a programming language or a templating language, uh, PHP or, I don't know, Python, maybe Ruby, maybe Java, maybe uh, .NET. Yeah. Like all of those languages uh, serve the pages and serve the business logic, I mm -hmm. would say, combined with a, um, well, a, a database where you get the information. Uh, you're probably going to use something as an API on the front end yeah. to interact with the backend. And then you're gonna be, uh, well, very quickly, you're, you're going to have to understand REST APIs. Mm -hmm. I think that's also something that a uh, front-end developer needs to understand, or at least have in its tool set. Yeah, eventually. Like yeah. API logic, API requests, and how they work. Yeah. Uh, so that actually, that's a bit, uh, I don't know, it, it flows over into the backend. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. So, I don't know, may maybe this is a good uh, moment to just recap and see how far we've uh, talked about this. So front end, I would say you would have to like separate it in two classes, front end developer and well, well, you have, like, designer. Yeah, well, if, yeah, for front end, you, also, you have like layers mm -hmm. of, of, of experience, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I think that the first package you yeah. you you get is HTML, CSS, some JavaScript, yeah. and uh, after that you can add frameworks or you know jQuery, mm -hmm. uh, React, Build tools. React View, what? Build tools, yeah, like, like uh, Gulp or something, uh, SCSS. So you kind of you already have the basic like HTML uh -huh. and CSS, and then you add SCSS. So it's like yeah. a bit complexer CSS. Yeah. Um, and then you add a framework like Vue or React, and then it's JavaScript, but a bit different, and yeah. you kind of build from there. And um, yeah, and for design, it's still, I think HTML and CSS is pretty much all you probably need. Okay. Um, yeah. So where does Git stand? Oh, Git is also. <laughs> <laughs> that's a must, right? Uh, that, that's a, I think that's a must for everything. Yeah. I think for even, every project. I think even design should kind of know Git. Mm -hmm. Um, for I mean, I assume that our listeners know what Git is, but um, it's a version manager, I guess. It's version control. File. Yeah. So every time you edit a file, you can save that current state, and uh, you can revert back to older versions yeah. of that file. So um, let's assume you're editing like an index.html file, and you edit a new functionality. Mm -hmm. You 
push it to Git. That's how you call it. You commit and push it. Yeah. And then afterwards you think, oh wait, this this breaks this whole part of my website. So I should probably, you know, remove all that code and go back to the older version that works. And so yeah. Git can kind of help you with that because it it saves the older version of your file. Yeah. So I you can just revert back to an older version and then it works again. I always saw Git as a like a more nerdy and managed Dropbox. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in Dropbox, you also kind of have like version management, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's like for every file, you create a new mm. file. So it's like index.html version one yeah. and index.html version two. Mm -hmm. And instead of just <laughs> adding that name or a number to yeah. your file, you can just use Git. Yeah. And also, there's something called blaming <laughs> or yeah. blame. You, you actually know who in your project, which person edited which file when yeah. and what character got added or removed. Yeah, so you, you can you can inspect lines of code. So for example, it, it shows me that uh, line three of a certain file is edited by, by you mm -hmm. and um, you changed it from that to this yeah. or whatever and uh, at what time and stuff like that. So it's really cool. Yeah, I think it's a tool that everybody in web and probably a lot of other, you know, technical fields have have to, you, know, you have to have that in your tool set. Yeah, and and again, why I said it also works for design is you can also add your designs yeah. in binary Git, files, for example. So uh, like sketch files, mm -hmm. you can just add it to Git, and then you can also refer it back to older versions. Mm -hmm. I mean, why not? It's it's not. It's not a requirement, but it's nice to know. So yeah, but uh, yeah. So let's design, and then for backends, what? What? Yeah, for backend, I, I think it's a bit more loose, as in which tool sets you would need. Yeah, uh, it depends on what languages the company is using, what languages the project is using. Yeah, um, there's a lot more to choose from. Yep. Um, but you would at least need to understand that. Uh, there's three separate layers. There's a web server, mm. so Nginx, Apache, Express. Uh, there, there's just three of them. There's a backend language, uh, like PHP, Python, Node, Ruby, Java, .NET, where you actually write the logic. Yeah. Um, that gets served by the web server. Mm -hmm. And then there's the third layer, the database. Uh, that's usually <laughs> where all the data that the user inputs in your website your app gets saved, and where your backend language will have to interact with and uh, request data and also serve it in a specific way through uh, probably an API like REST. Mm -hmm. So the web server, backend language, and database layers, you would have to choose at least one of each. Yeah. Uh, from there, and I mean it's kind of difficult because there, there's no what I said. There's yeah. no one thing you you should at least know for backends there i mean there's not like you can't say hey you you need at least at least php as a no. backend developer because all those um all those types of um how do you call it not frameworks but uh languages Just, yeah, i guess backend languages. all those languages are totally different so yeah there, there's no <laughs> the logic is different the how you syntax is different the syntax yeah. different yeah so it's, it's you probably have to pick just one and yeah. and learn it yeah, I would say. I mean, PHP is is probably one, still one of the bigger ones, right? It's uh, bigger ones because people still use it. Yeah, uh, it's not a language that's very like I would say with PHP seven, um, they've updated a lot of things, 
classes are now like the main thing. And it's very modern, mm. uh, but it, it still has that vibe where you don't, you know, the, the language itself is very uh, unpredictable as in when to even put a variable uh, as a first or second parameter in mm. a function. A lot of things are just based on very old logic. And I think that's something people still don't like. Uh, so people are switching over to, I don't know, Ruby uh, has been uh, like uh, the go-to language for a while, but I think it's getting... Yeah, it's you know, slowly losing yeah. uh, track again. Um, yeah. I think like .NET, .NET and uh, Java are pretty popular right yeah. now. Like in huge businesses, .NET and Java are still king, yeah, node. So for startups. Uh, yeah, so again, that's kind of, you have to decide. You, you want to work for a big company, yeah. then you should probably invest your time in .NET or Java. Yeah. Um, and if you want to you know, work for startups or smaller companies, you probably should invest more time, I think, in PHP and uh, Ruby and Node, Node yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So it, it, it's really, yeah, all over the place. Yep. Um, yeah, maybe we'll come back to that another time. Yeah, that's... It's a good idea. We should uh, wrap this up for now. Hope you guys got, you know, at least some information that if you want to start in the web development world, yeah. you know where, you know, at least what to Google. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, and you know some terms, you know how things are separated, mm -hmm. but also what things are combined to create a title yeah. as in web developer, web designer, backend developer. And um, yeah, I mean, if you still have questions or mm -hmm. you just want to know something, you can always contact us on uh, Twitter. So our Twitter, hand Twitter handle is um, cursive underscore HQ. So yeah. that's C-U-R-S-I-E-F underscore HQ. Yes, add us there. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll, I'll create a new account for Erica Coffee, but uh, I think that's, <laughs> that's yeah. better. So uh, yeah, just add us on cursive underscore HQ and we'll... Uh, We'll gladly answer all your questions. Maybe not all of them, well, depending on how <laughs> most of them appropriate they are. Yeah, sure. Well, we don't know yeah, <laughs> who's we, listening. The interweb is a dangerous yep. place. But um, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you uh, next uh, time. Yeah. See ya. Bye-bye.